Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello writers, I'm Josiane Fortin and today I'm so happy to be interviewing Diane Allen. So Diane is the self-published author of seven books, including Hope Realized. Thank you so much for being with me on the podcast today and please tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. This is so exciting. I love talking about being an author and writing and that kind of thing. I am, I've been in the field of personal development and business development now for 40 years seems like a long time. It makes me feel yes. old when I say that, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so for many, many years, I helped people with mental illness and addiction and anxiety and, and growing their lives and working with gifted artist people, like all different groups. And uh, my specialty is creating specialty experiences. And so at one point, my clients all kept saying, write a book. You need to write a book. That way, then you don't have to keep repeating yourself. And so I wrote my first book then. It was like seven years ago, I believe now. And since then, I have published seven books since, um, including that one. And another one is a getting ready to come out. And so it's very fun to write. I love to write. But it also is really exciting because it helps touch people in an intimate way that nothing else can do. So, so do you get really excited fun. when you get feedback from people who've read your book and they tell you like specific things that they enjoyed about it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, that makes my day. Like sometimes I'll just be meditating in the morning or praying and going, I wonder if if any of this stuff I'm writing does anything like, you know, when it goes <laughs> out there in the world and then and then I'll get an email or a text message. Or I actually got an email this morning from one of my clients who's reading Hope Realized. And it's a daily meditation book that has activities in it to do and journaling in it to do like so it's an interactive book. And she made a comment about today's reading and thanked me for it and how it was really good for her. And I'm like, you know, when I'm writing it, I know that there's the right people out there who will just love it. And it's always cool to know that it found the person's hands. You know, yeah. Somehow got to the right people. That's what, better. that's what we hear all the time, right? For your audience. But then we don't know, like, are we reaching our audience? Will we find it? Will the book find it? So it's really hard. And I'm always interested and curious to know, How long did it take you to write your first book? Because sometimes like it's the most people, it's the longest one and the more uh, work. Um, so how long did it take you to write the first one? Oh, well, I'm the opposite of most people. I did it in a weekend. <laughs> okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, but it, it was something, my first book was called How to Quit Anything in Five Simple Steps. And I had already been teaching that idea and that concept for quite some time. And so... I guess it was a Thursday before Labor Day weekend. And, and it was a three-day holiday weekend here in the U.S. And so I'm like, okay. And I told all my friends, we were at, at an event at the beach. And I said, I'm going to write my first book this weekend. And they all laughed at me. I said, it'll be to the editor by Tuesday. And they all laughed. And I said, well, when I speak it, that's what I'm going to do. So I got up Saturday morning and I grabbed a whole bunch of legal pads, my coffee, my water, And I just started writing and it just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And pretty soon the whole day went by and I was pretty much got up to eat, take my dog out a couple of times, but I didn't do much else that day. 
other than write. And then I'm like, okay, now it's handwritten. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> and so then I said, okay, well, now I'll type it. You know, I'll put it in a document. How about that? And um, so Sunday, I put it all in the document and edited it and added stories and did things to make it more cohesive as I copied what I had written. And then by Monday, it was at the editor and it was published a few months later. So I, I know it was because a lot of the information I'd been teaching for years and it was really all a matter of putting it down. But I also know that um, work expands the time a lot ma- amount of time allotted. So yes. I, I gave myself a deadline, like you will have it done before you go back to work on Tuesday so that the editors have it. Like I find it humorous to have it on their desk when they open up their <laughs> computer on Tuesday morning. <laughs> like, ah, look what I was doing when you were uh, yeah. working. <laughs> I was drinking this whole time and she was writing a book, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So because I have that kind of humor within me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And um, it's that book. My first book is still selling very well at seven years later. Like people are loving it still. So I'm glad I just did it. You know, I just dove in and I did it and I didn't let doubt or imposter syndrome or anything like that get in my way. Yeah. And it's fun how you say it took you a weekend, but it was years of work and knowledge accumulated that you poured on paper, maybe on that weekend, but it was like a whole lifetime of experiences. So it's not like, sometimes it takes a short time to write a book, but it's a lot of work to get to that point where you have so much to share. And that's so like just flowing out of you. Right. That's exactly it. That's why when people say it must've been hard, I'm like, well, no, but okay. By then I had two degrees. I had been working in the field for what, 30 years. And I had been creating my own paradigms for how to help people transcend all their seeming limitations and, and a lot of profound, big work. And so putting it down on paper and making it into a book was, was a logical next step. And uh, so it seemed easy doing it that way. And it was kind of fun, but there was decades of work and understanding and creation that went into it. So you help people realize their dreams, right? Is that more or less what you said? Yes. Yes. I, okay. I understand correctly. So if my dream is writing a book, well, I've done that, but let's pretend I haven't written one book. I'm an aspiring author. What advice would you give to me? I would tell you to get up every morning and find your creative time. So if it's in the morning or the evening, sit down with a pen and a paper, the old fashioned school way and close your eyes for about three or four minutes and then kind of open them just enough to see the paper and write, start writing whatever's coming to mind. Just kind of like write whatever it is, if it makes sense or not, and do that for a week or so. And then go back and look at all the content and say, okay, this is where I'm being called to write about because you'll see themes, you'll see ideas, you'll see things that'll go together. And that way you'll, first of all, you'll know there's no such thing as writer's block. And you'll also be able to say, oh, that's what really turns my soul on. So then it makes writing the book easier because it's natural instead of trying to fabricate in our mind, oh, I want to write about this topic. Well, that might be a good idea, but it may not be what resonates more deeply with you. So if you start with a little bit of just kind of writing, you'll see something that has a deeper calling. So then it's much easier to write it because it's got a much more power. So each one of those seven books, you felt compelled to write them? You felt inspired to write them? Absolutely. I, I don't write anything unless I'm internally inspired to do it. I'm working on book number eight right now. And um, I started it. 
five years ago or something. And then I put it down and I wrote another book instead. And then I did this and now this one's coming back up. So I like to really pay attention to what my inner heart's desire is and my inner soul and then say, okay, this is what really feels in alignment with me today to put into the world as a gift. You know, like for me, I'm humbly offering this gift and whoever would like it to receive it, great. I noticed how you talk about intuition on your website. So how can you use your own intuition, personal intuition to help other people? Can you have intuition about their lives? Like, how does that work? Oh, oh yes, I do. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I'm known for. I'm known for being an intuitive mentor. So what that means is when you're talking to me and I'm helping you solve something or connect more deeply to your heart's desire, whatever it is, then I have the intuitive ability to kind of see the road, like, oh, write about this, or, oh, look at this over here, or how does this apply? And I'll be able to help dial in to that energy, that part, because I believe all of us are connected anyway, and ask really good questions and pose ideas. And then through that, that kind of like is like a jumper cable and kind of awakens your own inner intuition, whether you realize it or not. And then that creative spark makes whatever you is trying to come through you and, and be created even more powerful and more amazing because it's like sometimes we have to go a little deeper than our ego wants us to. And so I spend almost all of my day using my intuition to help people kind of stay on their path and be inspired. And I was just working with a client on checking where the gaps are. Like she has this really great job, but then there's all these other things she wants to do with her life. And so she's not fully fulfilled in her job, but she wants to do these other things. One of them is writing a book. Another one is learning some musical instruments. And so we were really just working with how can you do a yes and without sacrificing in a negative way what's going on. So I, I love my work and I love using my intuition and all my books have my intuitive find that so impressive because I always say I'm disconnected from intuition. I'm so like tactical, logical, and I'm interested in the topic and the, the idea of tapping into my intuition, but I've never, I don't feel like I'm able to do it. So I always find that impressive when people are kind of connected and they, they use that, their, their feelings and stuff like that. It's just like, amazing like I wish I had that guide like that came from inside me like tell me what to do and where to go and what to choose like that sounds amazing well that guide is in there that guide is in there you just shut the door right so because our ego does that our, our smart brain you're smart that smart brain says oh no we, you only need me you only need me you don't need that well the truth is no it's the other way around you need the intuition first and then the brain supports the intuition so if you start inviting it in and do some of that little writing I was just talking about for a beginner, even though you're not a beginner, then it'll start waking that up. So if you want to have more intuition, the number one thing to start doing is, is invite it in because everyone has a level of it. Like some of us, like myself and some of the people in my world, we have a higher level than other people, but everybody has some level of it. Nobody has zero intuition. That's not possible. And, you know, like Forbes said that intuition is the highest form of intelligence. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural intelligence that actually is meant to complement your brain. So all you have how to do, do you is give it permission. How do you feel when you know that there's like an intuition or like, does, do you hear like something inside of you? Is it a feeling uh, like a 
temperature? How, how does it feel? It comes through in different ways. Sometimes I get a dream. Uh, sometimes like right now, my intuition's coming in and I feel it in, in my temple a little bit. It gets a little warm on the side of my head. And then, then I start getting, I have goosebumps now. Okay. So I, start getting, <laughs> I start getting goosebumps on my arms. And when I get them on my arms and my legs, that's my intuition saying right on, keep going. That's the right, that's the right place. Go there, go there, go there. And, uh, and so, and I hear like not audible, like hallucinations, but I hear it and I have a sense of it. Once in a while, it'll come through just as a gut feeling where I'll go, huh? But normally I, I either hear something or I know something or all of a sudden these ideas will start popping in my head that are not in my own language set. Like I wouldn't say it that way. And that lets me know that it's an intuitive higher self thing versus my ego trying to script it. So over time, we, you know, when you practice using your intuition, you learn how to verify what you're getting right and and confirm it make sure that things are what they are and that you're getting it right because intuition is in spiritual land which has no linear time and, and sometimes so, oh sorry keep going so sometimes that's a little sometimes it's a little tricky right because we're going to be um wanting to our brain's going to want to hurry up and see it maybe it takes a little while you know and i was wondering like if I get sometimes like a flash, like an idea. Oh yeah, you should do this. Like, is that my ego or is that my intuition telling me where, what, what I should be doing? If the flash comes out of nowhere, like, like what, where did that come from? I always say it's your intuition. So you write it down First, number one, write it down because it, our brain will say, oh, you'll remember that, but you won't. So write it down. <laughs> then start paying attention to evidence of it. Like, oh, I have another idea about that. Or suddenly, you know, you'll be on social media and there will be information about that thing or whatever. And you'll start seeing it show up in your world more and more, little by little. And then that shows you the direction and the timing. You may get one of those cool ideas and it doesn't seem to make sense. And then you might a week later, a month later, a year later, get another one or two or three. And then when they go together, it puts a puzzle together. Yeah. Okay. So it's not all, it's not always linear. So that's why I say, write it down. I have a journal just where I write down all those ideas that pop in. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know where this came from. Yeah. And then you always have the choice of whether you want to follow it or not. We have free will. You might look at it and go, yeah, that's a great idea, but I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing it or I'll do it later. I have a, yeah. I have a client of mine who got an intuition of what she was supposed to do for her career when she was in her thirties. And she said, I'll do it when I turn 50. And so when she turned 50, she pulled out that stuff and created that thing. So we have free will, but I would write it down immediately. Write it down. Okay. I'll keep, follow keep, that advice. And keep track of them. Get a, your own journal just for your cool ideas. Yeah. I do have a journal, but I would need like a specific list where I put all of those ideas. Correct. Okay. Perfect. And changing topic completely. Okay. What did you find was the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author? Was it the writing, the editing, the technical part of it, of going, I don't know if you use Amazon, what platform do you use? I don't use Amazon because Amazon's, um, I, I just don't use it. I, Amazon sells my books, but I don't publish through Amazon. Okay. What I did was my company, Visions Applied, I turned it into a publishing company. Okay. And so um, Visions Applied is the publisher of my books. And I also publish other people's books. So I turned it into its own publishing company. Then I, um, I have it printed at Ingram Spark. So it's international. My books are all international. 
and I um, have a team of artists and people who can put together the covers and the inside and all of that. And so I created my own publishing company. Okay. So did you have the people starting out to help you like from the very first book? Well, well, the first two books were published through Balboa um, Press, which is a division of Hay House. And so they did a lot of the work. And when I saw what was going on and some of it I wasn't really happy with and some of it was great and whatever. And then when I got ready for the third book, I have a very good friend who actually owns a very large bookstore. And he said, don't do that again publish it yourself. Now, it's funny because when I published a few years before with Balboa Press, they, he recommended that. But in the meantime, the world changed where yes. people could self-publish more. So he said, no, go do it this way. At the same time, my good friend, who also is the person who designed all my websites, um, and it's his art team that put it all together, said, do it yourself. Like, create your own publishing company. I'll show you how. So I had people showing me how to do it. And I'm just technology oriented enough that I thought, well, all right, I can do this. This isn't that hard. And so I started creating my own um, publishing system. And so now I, so I just plug it into my system. I have two really good editors, a line editor and another gifted editor because I write toward um, more gifted people. And I have two different editors and I have my artist people. And so as I write it, I send it off to edit, bring it back, send it to the gallery, and then I personally upload it to Ingram Spark, and I personally set prices. I personally get the um, the copyright and the, uh, all the all the ISBN numbers, all of that I personally do. Sounds like you've created a very powerful team around you, which is a very good idea. It can be hard though when you're starting out, like to invest in a business that you don't know if it will take off or not like how how did you get that confidence that it would pay off i really believe spiritually that if i'm called to do it with my intuition that there you can't fail so if somebody's actually going after publishing a book that their heart and their soul says needs to be in the world they can't fail if somebody's trying to just create something as a way to make money or get people's attention and it's superficial then that, that's a warning sign. Doesn't mean it'll fail, but it's a warning sign. You know, and initially, and I still, I just contract with these people when I need them. So it's not like I, I'm paying, you know, annual salaries. It's like when I have a book ready to go, I send it to the people and they, you know, I pay them by the hour and they get the work done. And I own the company that contracts them. So that makes it easy. And I move on, but I make sure that, you know, the people I help, because I, I do a lot of creative coaching for people in addition to my intuition, like this is how you write the book, this is how you lay out the book, this is how many words you want to have in this type of book and all of those kinds of things. I will sit down with somebody and help lay it out. In fact, I had one person who goes, I really need to write a book for my business, but I am, I'm a terrible writer. So I, go, I was a ghost writer and I wrote her whole book for her. And then she just went in and put her flavor in. I said, add this, put this here, you know, put your own language to it. Take what I did and edit it. Don't just publish my words because I, it needs to be in your language. And so she did that and her book's very successful. So if it's coming from your heart, I'm a big one on use your voice. And if it means write a book, write a book. And there's tons of people that can help. Do you write books in hopes of bringing customers to your coaching business? Is it the other way around when you go 
for speaking engagement? Like, is the goal to sell books or is it the other way around? You want to sell books so that people uh, pay you to speak? It's neither of those. I am. Um, and a lot of people think it's one or the other too, but really what it is, is I believe that very firmly that if I'm going to be a beneficial presence on this planet, then it has to be multifaceted. So I speak around the country and I've spoken in Canada and I've spoken all over and that's great. And I also write books and I have three live podcasts and I write blogs and I do all kinds of other things in service to my people. And I believe that if you live from a place of humble service without looking for an expected return, that you're blessed beyond that measure. So the books are a complement to what I bring to the table otherwise. And then in either way, like sometimes people find the books and then they call me and go, oh my God, I have to work with you. And other times people hear a podcast and then they start reading the book and then they call me. Sometimes people never call me. They just follow all my things and benefit from it. So I know that the right people show up right on time. And I kind of see it as a holistic package. Some, some people like video. Some people like to read a book. Some people like audio books. Some people like live presentations, you know? So I figure if I cover all the modalities, then somebody, whoever's looking to get their need met in that arena can get it met. Right, that makes sense. And how do you specifically promote your books? Do you have like a strategy on social media or Like, do you have like a special something that's really working for you? I have um, my strat my strategy is like have as much fun as I can doing it. And so I have a social media person who helps me out some because I don't like computers that much, like being on screens all the time. So um, that's my books are published on, or promoted on Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, my website, of course, both my websites, actually. Um, Amazon, other people's things, and uh, I write blogs about them. One of my podcasts is called Meditations for Visionary Leaders, and one of the books is called Daily Meditations for Visionary Leaders, and so those go together. And um, the, uh, the other best way I promote that is I keep reminding people about the books. Like, I always want to tell everybody, if you've ever written a book, to, to never just say at one time that the book is there, to keep reminding people because, like, This is the June 1st, seven years ago, was when I did the very first book signing of my very first book. And so I was like so excited as a new author and I had the right pen and because you have to use a certain pen when you're signing books and, and there's a certain way you do it on your first book signing and all of these things, right? I was so excited and we sold out and it was like really exciting. And that was seven years ago. And I still tell people about that book. And it was my first book. And people still buy it because... Yeah. It's relevant. And so always tell people about them or drop it in. Or I use, I will also go on LinkedIn and make comments about my books and other people's posts that apply to that. And not always, you know, but like when it's important. And so I try to stay active and know that if I just keep sharing, humbly sharing, here's a solution. Here's the thing you might want to check out. What about this? That the right people will see it and will be grateful that they saw it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all your experience, like seven years of 
being a writer. That's very impressive. And I hope to see many, many more books coming from you. <laughs> Are you writing on some, you said there is some other book coming out. Was it called? When was it? Will it? Yeah, the next book coming out is called Someone Gets Me, How Intensely Sensitive People Can Live in an Insensitive World. Okay, awesome. What date is it out? It's well, it's in edit right now, so I'm not really sure exactly what okay. the timing will be, but it will it will be out in the fall. In the fall, and, okay. Uh, at some point, and the, it's called "Someone Gets Me" because my podcast is "Someone Gets Me." I have a "Someone Gets Me" community, so it's it's all around that theme of being understood. Okay, awesome. And when's the next one coming? <laughs> do you do you know what you're going to be writing about next? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. It, it will probably be something about being creative or being an outlier or, or something like that. Because I love the creative outlier people. And, and I think sometimes we're all misunderstood. And so I like to say, no, you're not misunderstood, at least not by me. I understand yeah. you. Someone gets you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. If people want to know more about you, about your books, where can they connect with you? They can connect with me through my website, which hooks to all everything, and that's visionsapplied.com. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure to share the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!